0: Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Smith. Previously on Lady from Day. Leah talks to Siegfried about her predicament, then goes to find the Princess Dashel. Book One, In the Halls of the King. Chapter Three, Appetizers. The hour for the evening meal came at last, and I finally saw what the king looked like. Truth be told, I only could care for what I could bring to his daughter, but I wondered what the man was like that had such a well-mannered child. While fame and fortune did come a priority typically, this was a slightly different adventure I gathered. After seeing Dashiell in a sorrowful state previously, my true nature was beginning to show, and I was getting more sympathetic to her and the kingdom. And suddenly, it wasn't all about the money and how far and wide my name would be heard. Money was always a plus, of course, but to me it's not as important as how I can shape other people's lives and my own through good deeds. As Dashiell came down for supper, I saw in her youthful eyes a sprig of hope. My talk with her must have improved her feelings toward the whole predicament. I know Dashiell was in need of some female companionship since the king's wife died, it was my fear that I would end up leaving like the others who tried to remove the curse. Dasha really didn't have any friends from what I could tell from what I knew already. The servants were reluctant to be around her. I asked a different servant where the feasting hall was because I happened to get lost in the labyrinth of Faerus Castle. With all the stairs and halls and doorways, I didn't feel too embarrassed at losing my place in the building. The servant laughed at my mention of Feast but he apparently directed me correctly because I did arrive at my desired destination. The Great Hall, which was an architectural masterpiece, was as large as the courtyard it seemed. There were two rather monstrous oak tables parallel to each other, and a table that is perpendicular to both which was where the king would sit. The hall was filled with beautiful tapestries and spires on its ceiling. One of them showed an embroidered knight in the Swamp of Sandring, His sword raised high as a gulag approached. Another was of a pretty woman outside in a garden. A tall man was nearby, gazing into the distance while two children played at the woman's feet. Whoever did these was a spectacular embroiderer. At my distance, they looked almost real. I could imagine in a castle like this there was also a library with illuminated manuscripts of art, as well done as the tapestries I saw. The wooden beams above my head carried the weight of a large silver candelabrum. The soft flicker of the light soothed my soul. As I looked back to the royal table, I saw a newly seated king. I was quite surprised that there was no announcement of his presence or musical entrance for him. I suppose in this place it was to be expected. The king sat proudly at the table, his lovely greying beard completing his majestic form. He was silent as one deep in thought. I wondered what he was thinking about. No doubt it was about his daughter, as his eyes rested on Dashiell, who sat beside him. Immediately, he glanced further down the table where I sat. I wondered how he felt with Dashiell's predicament. His eyes were glazed over like someone who was recollecting days long past. The servants just entered the room. They brought in trays and trays of mushroom dishes, Mushroom pie, mushroom stew, with mushroom broth of course, mushroom desserts, and mushroom drinks. Dasha was the only one to taste the variety of the kingdom. She sat with a plate of juicy tenderized steak marinated with the finest of dark green vegetables, and a tall glass of freshly squeezed juice, the pulp still visible. Before her were strewn plates and plates of venison, pork, and seafood. I could see rich chocolate mousse, hot apple pie, strawberry shortcake, glazed doughs and delicious pastries. There were servers with piles of vegetables on their trays. Hearty green beans, carrots, celery, broccoli and beets. As for the drinks, they weren't in short supply either. There were wines, milk and every kind of juice imaginable. All of this was for the princess. I wondered why she didn't eat the mushrooms. The rich scent of the princess's food drifted over to me, and my stomach growled, yearning for those sweet things. Do you realize that all of this food is just for her? It's really true then. Sig, the poor girl, she... I mean, it doesn't really seem real until you see it with your own two eyes. Leah, you have to help her. I know that you're worried about everything, but you need to be strong. Don't show your emotion. They need you to help her. If they see you like this, they will wonder if you are really able to complete the task. After all these many years, we are the only hope left. Ugh. I thought you said we'd have dinner. I did. I suppose we eat what she doesn't. Well, it's just the mushrooms, then. Indeed. Not what I call a delicious meal, but I guess you can call it satisfying. At least they have herbs to liven up the dishes. King Birchow was a tall man, with a black beard, now slightly dripping from drinking thick mushroom juice, with greying hairs throughout. His warm eyes caught mine as he stood and he smiled, his white teeth glowing. Tonight. Tonight travelers have come to save my daughter from her curse and to relieve the people of their hunger. I wish to toast to their success and their willingness to help us. Here. here. After the King was finished, the hall was livened with the entertainment of a travelling minstrel, acrobats and players. Sig clapped my back and gave me a warm smile. Don't worry, Lee. You can do this. I know. Leah is played by Sophie Nauvoo. Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. King Burchell is played by Clayman. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.